Welcome into Perfect Game Retirement. You know, retirement is a unique journey for each of us. And the thought of that one-size-fits-all solution, it is a myth, but what if we told you there are some certain universal truths that can guide every retiree? Today, that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to juxtapose individuality of retirement plans with the foundational principles that remain consistent across the board. Let's get started. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Ryan, welcome in. How are you today? Hey, doing well. Um, September, well, at least the recording yeah. of the show and... Uh, it's it's football season. Braves just won the NL East um, for the sixth time in a row. It's yeah, things are going pretty good. <laughs> when the Braves are rolling like this, do you are you still kind of locked in on them more than football? Or are you able to kind of balance both? Is there a priority for you? I guess usually it, it it's a no brainer. It's usually football as soon as it takes over. But I mean, this is in. I hope they still win it. They they should. They they deserve. <laughs> to win this whole thing. They are the best team in baseball, but obviously they still have to play this out. But I think as, as good as this team is, um, baseball is hanging right there with football, which says a lot because it's usually – baseball takes a distant second to football once it starts. But, man, this team is is unbelievable to watch. And so many teachable moments. Like my daughter sits there and watches with me and I sit there and go through and cause they just play the game, right? Um, mm-hmm. they, they, their approach to the game, how they do it, how they play their, their reactions. Like they have fun. Um, yeah. I mean, they do some things that may quote unquote show the other team up, but that's just, they're, they're having a good time. Uh, they're not, they're not doing it derogatory toward other people, but you also see the adversity and how these guys, handle it i mean the, you know matt olson you, you don't know if he just struck out or hit a grand slam <laughs> um same thing with austin riley so these guys just are so again they, they do it right and I, I like to watch them play and their approach they're not doing this hey let's hit a home run if not we can strike out three times and it's okay they put the ball in play so i'm hoping that approach kind of comes back full circle and, and I was watching the Phillies game last night and I digress and we'll get to the show topic but <laughs> playing the Phillies and um Schwarber who's their leadoff hitter has like 40 something home runs 98 RBIs and is hitting 196 that's crazy right that is the most unbelievable <laughs> stat line I've ever seen and not a good way like I could care yeah. less if that guy has 42 home runs or whatever it was and 98 RBIs like put the ball in play. What would your numbers be if you just put the ball in play? Um, anyway, so I'm hoping that mindset gets back. Well, you mentioned stat lines, I think too, but and I'll I'll let us get into the show as well. But one other <laughs> thought: uh, Acuna's season. I mean, it's this could be one of the great all-time batting offensive seasons of all time. I, and and although, like, I mean, sure, like if you're in that the world, you know, you're around Atlanta, you're, you're hearing plenty about it. But I still know nationally, this getting as as much of attention as it should. With you know who's going to close in on forty home runs, uh, you know finishing with seventy RBIs, but you just look across the board, two hundred hits, you know, hundred and forty runs. I mean, just every single aspect of the game. Not to mention he's hitting three thirty five, which is incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just all around one of the one of the most remarkable seasons I can remember. 
It is, and I mean, it, it does show what a major market media. I mean, mm-hmm. no no disrespect to the the two Dodger guys that are that are competing for the MVP, but it should not be close. And John Smoltz was saying it the other night on the broadcast, like this should not be a discussion. Period. Um, it, those guys are having great seasons. Matt Olson should be thrown in there for MVP. But you look at what Acuna has done again, cutting down on strikeouts putting the ball in play with two strikes. That's why he's hitting 330 something. And again, obviously these new rules with, you know, pickoffs and all that, obviously he's taking full advantage of it and, and swiping swiping bags like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then hitting home runs um just by the right approach cuz he's got so much power. So yeah, it it is a historic season. So for for it to be a discussion that it should be somebody else. I think joke is a is a strong word, but it should not be a discussion whatsoever. He should win hands down. Yeah, and happy for Matt Olson who got out of Oakland and and now is able to thrive. Still have a really good season. He's been a good player, but now to kind of get that attention and be around other guys that can really right. kind of elevate himself. So and he and I went to the same high school. So go, oh, really? Go, go, That's go cool. View. That's awesome. Yeah. Very so cool. Parkview. Uh, yeah, I, I'm nowhere mentioned in the in the top echelon of. Uh, <laughs> Pro players, but obviously Olsen and Frank Corr kind of are the are the top two that, that came from there. That's really cool. All right, well, let's jump into it then, uh, Ryan. As we as we mentioned, we're going to talk about some universal retirement truths, and I'll point everybody to uh, Ryan's website, blackoakam.com. A lot of uh, tools, resources there. You can schedule a retirement coach 360 session online, uh, plus check out the videos that Ryan's producing as well. So a lot of great content. And again, a goal is to help you learn and to continue educating you in the world of financial planning. So let's get to some of these truths, Ryan, because as we mentioned, like, yes, every everybody needs a customized plan. There are a lot of things that are going to change person to person. These are truths. But even when you talk about each one of these truths as we go through today, like you need to focus on these, but each one, the way you approach each one of these is probably going to be different from each for each person, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's customization to all of these, but yeah, there's some the, there's some pillars that you just can't you can't argue with. Kind of like you know, as controversial as Dave Ramsey can be. I mean, you know, saying oh we're Dave Ish or we do this and that, but some of the pillars that he talks about as far as you know getting out of debt and having a budget, you can't argue those things. And and if you do, then then you're not going to be successful at some of these things. So yeah, a lot of customization to this stuff. And, and obviously there's many more aspects to these universal truths that we're going to go over, but I kind of picked the top, top five that I see the most, which I, I think arguably are the most important. So yeah, definitely some customization to these, but uh, hard to argue where, where they need to be. Well, the first one then is, is income planning. Everyone needs an income plan, right? You, you can't head into retirement without knowing exactly where your income's coming from and how you're going to distribute that. Yes. And this seems like a no brainer, but it's amazing how many people don't do it or think about it. Just like you need a budget, you need an income plan. Basically an income plan is a budget (laughs) when you get in retirement. So knowing where these income streams come from, even if it's a $200 a month pension that, you know, you got vested in, but they did away with, you know, back in the eighties or nineties or something. So you need to account for everything. You need to account for, for Social Security benefits uh, that you're going to get. And, and again, we've talked about this on the show before, but I get some people arguing that, oh, it's not going to be there. Well, the people that we're doing income plans for, these are people that are knocking on the door of retirement. They're going to get it. It's it's not going to go away, um, at least that this, this quick for people who are within two to three years of retirement, maybe even less than that. So you got to have an income plan, but 
keeping it simple, showing this income plan on a one page where, where's everything coming from? What are my assets? What are, you know, am I getting rental income? Am I getting social security? Am I getting a pension? So where are these sources? Do I have an annuity? Where are these sources coming from and laying it out on one page where you can see it and go, okay, that makes sense. You don't need, you know, 50 something pages of some financial plan that you can't make heads or tails of. So make it simple, make the complex very simple. And that's when people are successful when there's com- complexity to your life, but you also need to know before you do an income plan, how much am I spending? How much am I going to need? And that's a moving target. It is, it's difficult to know that sometimes, but doing your budget before you retire and know what expenses you're going to be getting rid of and which ones you're going to keep, but then which ones are you going to add in? Cause there's going to be things that you add in when you get to retirement as well. And again, those things are a constant adjustment. And and when we meet with our retirees, we constantly adjust the income plan. The first draft is never the one that lasts. It's just like writing a, an essay in school. You write a first draft and it gets edited, it gets changed, it gets moved around and, you know, add to take away. There's so many things that are going to happen, but you've got to have an income plan just to have an idea. And and you need to know this uh, uh, probably a couple of years before you, uh, a few years before you retire, just so you know, Hey, do I need to save more or do I need to kick the can down the road another year? Or can we live on less? So those things are, there are solutions to those, but you know, it's just, which one are you going to do? All right. So income planning is a priority. It's the first truth we want to talk about. Long-term care is number two on our list. Everyone has to have a plan to address it. It could, that could be a number of different things, right? A number of different ways and strategies in order to approach long-term care. But bottom line is you need a plan. You do. And there's no guarantee you're going to need it because there's circumstances that happen that you may pass before something like this happens, but maybe your spouse does or so. And it's funny, anytime and we mentioned this on the show on previous episodes, but almost unequivocally when people say long-term care, they tack on the word insurance every single time. And just because we address long-term care does not mean a long-term care insurance policy. That is only one of ways to pay for it. You can self-fund it um, and, and save up and have enough assets to cover it. I think if you can have something in place that is not 100, that you rely 100% on self-funding because that can really deplete your asset bucket because you don't know how long you're going to be in there for. I know what the averages say. I know what the stats say, but those numbers keep increasing because of our, our, the shell of our bodies <laughs> stay alive longer, but the mental capacity is not there. And so that's going to, that creates longer term, long-term care stays, whether that's in home at a facility So what are you doing in place? Again, self-funding, maybe doing a long-term care insurance policy that covers a portion of it. Don't feel like you got to cover the whole thing. It's almost impossible to cover the whole thing with a long-term care insurance policy just because of the cost. It's expensive. You may not qualify. Um, Going through underwriting for a long-term care insurance policy is very difficult. Sometimes they, they, they won't give you a policy and sometimes it's easier to get a life insurance policy than it is a long-term care insurance policy, which is kind of weird because death is going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's just whether or not you die within that term of, of life insurance policy or if you have a whole life. But, you know, there are hybrid policies out there now that are a 
life insurance policy that you are paying on that you can spend your death benefit while you're alive on long-term care. So it's kind of a dual benefit. So you've seen the industry change. It was just long-term care insurance. And then as it got more and more expensive, then these hybrid policies started to come about where, hey, if I don't use the long-term care, then I at least have a life insurance policy, which is true. Uh, obviously that, you know, that comes with a cost as well, but going through and knowing what those costs are could be more productive than just a long-term care policy. There's annuities out there, uh, that, uh, help with the income stream. Uh, they may, you know, be double the income stream or one and a half times the income stream. If you do have an annuity and whatever your annual payments are on that annuity, it it may double or it may go up uh, one and a half times that amount while you need care for up to a certain amount of years. So there's some ways to offset it. It's got to be addressed. It's got to be talked about. It's got to be discussed. Because again, as, as an advisor, you know, you're liable for stuff like that. If it's never addressed and talked about, and then, you know, your, your clients need it and they're assets basically go down to nothing and their beneficiaries are left with nothing, then that's a potential lawsuit case. I've seen it before. Um, I've seen it happen before because it was never mentioned. So it's got to be addressed. It's got to be talked about whether or not the clients do something. Again, that's that's kind of up to them, but at least it needs to be discussed and total cost and you know uh, possibility of having to use um, assets for long-term care. Yeah, it's got to be discussed and it's got to be a part of the plan. All right, again, as we go through these universal truths and we hit on something maybe that you haven't prepared for as much as maybe you feel like you should, you can always reach out to Ryan at Black Oak Asset Management online at blackoakam.com or 470-508-0508. I think one thing we've all kind of realized even more the last couple of years, this one won't come as a surprise either, but we got to keep up with inflation, right? So it is important for us to have a certain amount of money set aside in cash in the bank, uh, you know, emergency funds and whatnot. But we have to keep in mind that the truth is that money sitting in cash is not keeping up with inflation. Yeah. And obviously this is getting better. Um, inflation is still um, relatively high. It's it's kind of settled, if you will. Uh, I guess the most recent data the, the other day said it's kind of upticked a little bit. And it's amazing because of uh, fuel prices have kind of gone up a little bit. If you've seen more paying more at the pump recently, but yeah, you know, cash reserves, short-term cash is paying uh, some a little bit of yield now, but there's still so many, and it's mostly the large banks still have savings accounts that are paying, you know, and I even looked this up on a website. Uh, I won't mention their name, but a big major bank was paying 0.01% on their savings accounts. Um, and that's that's like highway robbery. Why in the world you would sign up for something like that. I do not know. But um, so yes, CDs are paying actually a decent yield. Are they keeping up with inflation? Not quite. So I guess if you look at your your net return, you're still losing money, but you're just not losing as much. I should say, I shouldn't say losing money. You're losing purchasing power. Uh, but it's it's doing a better job of keeping up with inflation. So CDs are paying pretty well. Three-month treasuries, even money market mutual funds are paying a pretty good chunk right now. Uh, you can go to websites and look up what are um, you know, high-yield savings accounts paying now. Sometimes checking accounts, anywhere from 4 to 4.5%. So if you have cash sitting on the sidelines, look at your bank statements. Look at what your monthly interest you're earning and do the math on it. Some people, I've looked at their statements and they just didn't know what they didn't know. 
and they you see a certain dollar amount on there, you're like, well, you could be earning three, four, five times that amount based off of what you're earning at your credit union or your bank. So some are paying, but be be intentional about that because that's just money sitting on the sidelines that you could be growing, trying to keep up with inflation and trying to keep up with your your purchasing power. I right, got a couple more truths we want to run through here and. We shift from uh, growing our money to uh, having to pay out some on taxes. So always we have to remember, we can't stress this enough, Ryan, that those tax implications of whatever you're invested in are going to matter long term. Yeah, I mean, gosh, again, we've talked so much about taxes on here and it's an unknown. I mean, there's going to be taxes. We do. That's a known, but an unknown. How much are we going to get taxed? How are we allocated? What kind of retirement accounts do we have? how long have we held those retirement accounts for? Because some are, some are qualified, some are non-qualified. And what I mean by that is qualified is your um, kind of tax-sheltered accounts, if you will, your IRAs and things of that nature. And then your non-qualified or your brokerage accounts, they still can be used as a retirement account, but they're accessible um, you know, anytime you really need them. And they're, they're taxed differently. Uh, municipal bonds, they're taxed differently. So what kind of makeup do you have? Because a lot of your taxation... If you can say keep more in your pocket from taxes, that's that's almost like a rate of return that you're getting without it being a rate of return. You're just you're keeping more in your nest egg because you're not paying as much to uh, the federal government. Now, again, it's not it's not uh, tax evasion. It's maybe tax avoidance, if you will, because of how you're allocated, because you've done Roth contributions or conversions or you know, certain um, investments are taxed at capital gains rates or long-term capital gains rates. And those, those vary depending on what your income tax brackets are. Uh, Again, your social security is taxed differently because of your taxable income. Your Medicare premiums are different because of your taxable income. So tax implications are a huge, huge part about it. And going through a tax, um, you need to go through a tax scenario. So you just know, okay, you may say, well, I need 120 grand a year in retirement. Okay, you need 120 grand, but how are you set up? Does that mean we got to take out $140,000 to be at $120,000 net? So you have to account for that. You have to account for 140, not 120 if you have a lot of pre-tax accounts. So yeah, tax implications are huge and they can make a giant difference. And the sooner you plan ahead on that, the easier it is. All right. One last one we want to share with you again. These aren't all the truths, but these are ones we've kind of identified as maybe ones that should be priorities for you. But the last one deals with estate planning. And I think a lot of people brush it off um, because, A, they they want to think that's way off in the distance, but also because they just feel, hey, I don't have that much to my name. I'm not wealthy. I'm not rich. I don't need estate planning, but it's not just for the wealthy, is it? 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's not it's not just for the wealthy because I think when people hear the word estate they think estate tax and estate taxes only apply to individuals that have more than $12,920,000 and for a married couple that's base that's over $25 million that you can give away without estate tax. So in that scenario Yes, most of you listening to this don't have anything to worry about <laughs> as far as estate tax issues, but estate planning is is maybe as simple as titling your accounts correctly. Like, do you have an individual account that should be titled as a joint account? So if something happens to one of uh, a husband, wife, or spouse, that money moves over immediately into that other person's name. 
and if it's only in one person's name, even if there's a beneficiary, you know, it may, it may be held up. Um, you know, probate may be an issue, but you know, if you have life insurance policies, qualified accounts like IRAs and Roth, making sure your beneficiary forms are correct, that's estate planning. Okay. Obviously getting a will. And if you want to, uh, have trust and things of that nature. Yeah, those those are going to have some additional costs, but trust, uh, avoid probate too. It's it's not public domain. It's all private. So assets get distributed much, 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 much quicker. So some people are like, oh, I don't want to pay an attorney and set up trust. That's going to be a few thousand dollars. Well, it's going to save the people that you leave behind way much more time, headache, and money if those things are set up. So Having trust, whether it's revocable or irrevocable, I mean, you can control a lot of this stuff. That's what they nickname it, controlling it from the grave. You can lay out how you want your beneficiaries to receive this money over the course of their lives. So there's a lot of things that go into estate planning. And again, it could be as easy as making sure beneficiary forms and titlings of accounts are correct. That's technically estate planning. All right. Very good. So some things to think about income long-term care, inflation, taxes, estate planning, some really pillars when it comes to retirement planning. But if you have questions for Ryan, want to follow up, want to sit down, go through your plan, you can always log on blackoakam.com or call him 470-508-0508. Got a mailbag question I want to throw your way today, Ryan. Get your thoughts on this from Carlos. He says, I've talked to a few different advisors about how they get paid, and it sounds like they all have completely different models. One guy even made it sound like he doesn't charge fees at all, so I'm not sure how that business model could work. Anyway, are there this many different fee structures, or does everyone just explain it differently? Wow, that's pretty funny. No, we don't, we don't charge you anything. Um, yeah, no, they, they, they have to make a living too, which is okay. Uh, just be Just be honest on how you get paid. So I would imagine that person's probably getting a commission from either the mutual fund company or a annuity or the insurance company. So yeah, it may not be directly out of the client's pocket, but more or less still, still paying for that advisor. So they're, I'd run the other way if some advisor told you that they, um, they don't charge any fees at all. Yeah, there's several different ways. There's there's fee-only models. There's fee-based models. Fee-only means fee-only. Like you can only charge a flat fee for a plan and to give advice, but you cannot receive any commissions uh, of, of that regard. Now, again, commissions aren't, aren't a terrible thing, so that's where you're a fee-based. We're a fee-based advisory firm. So we charge usually an assets under management fee. Sometimes we charge a fee for plans, uh, but then we also do ancillary things. We do help people with life insurance. We do help people with Medicare, sometimes annuities. Um, so those things pay a commission. They do. They they pay from the insurance company directly, but we are compensated for that. So we're technically not a fee only because every advisor here is licensed, uh, insurance licensed as well. So we do receive some commissions, but it ain't a lot. Uh, most of it is all fee-based uh, from the assets that we do, that we do manage. So yeah, asking those questions, there's so many different ways to getting, to get paid. Some people are subscription based. Um, so yeah, lots of different ways. So just ask. All right. Great question, Carlos. Thanks for that. Uh, let's close it out then with a little getting to know you question for you, Ryan. I know you're, you have a pretty busy schedule, not only at work, but the kids are always, uh, doing something and you're traveling quite a bit. So 
I don't know how far you have to go back to answer this question, but what was the last TV show you binged? <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever binge watched a TV show. <laughs> um, I just don't. Yeah, I don't have the time. Nor I just. Man, I, I, I'm. Um, how am I wired? Just ask my wife. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly wanting to do something. It's hard for me to sit still for a long period of time because I'm always feeling like I could be doing something more productive. So yeah. I just kind of looked and was like, okay, what's the most recent things I've watched? And a lot of times before I go to bed, just to like turn my brain off, I will watch a little bit of a show. Um, I, I tried the Swamp Kings. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm, I, I mean, I just hate Florida. So sorry, listeners, if you like, I can't stand Florida. Uh, just like in that episode, one of the defensive backs for Florida says he, you know, dropped a cuss word, but says I can't blank and st- uh, stand University of Georgia. So hey, it's mutual. Um, the hate is mutual, but it just didn't go anywhere. I mean, there were so many topics that they could have talked about and dug because there was so much controversy when Urban Meyer was there at Florida with you know, Aaron Hernandez. And I mean, God, there's just so many different mm-hmm. things they could have uncovered and they didn't. So I'm like, okay, yeah. this is boring. I, I, I got over that. So, and I, I think this, ep, this show aired many years ago, but suits, I don't know if you've okay, watched I'm aware that. of it. My, my wife likes that one a lot. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's about attorneys and it's just constantly, it, it, it's, it's awesome. I can turn my brain off for about 15, 20 minutes before I go to bed, watch that. It's clever. Um, and it's a attorneys in a, a very high level office and they only have Harvard law graduates that work there. So anyway, pretty, pretty good, pretty good show. I think I'm on season one, episode seven. So I'm just barely into it, but I'd never have really binge watched um, some sort of series or episodes. I just don't have time. Yeah. I started Swamp Kings and as soon as I saw the Urban Meyer was on it and like agreed to talk about the team and the program, I, I figured there wasn't going to be a whole lot onto the the dark side and like the <laughs> yeah, right. you know the rogue element to the program. So I haven't finished it. I started it, but kind of like you, I was like, it's fine, but I'm not that uh, intrigued by what they're presenting. So yeah, no surprise yep. there. All right, well, let's close it out, Ryan. Again, uh, we appreciate your time today on the show, and thanks for listening. These retirement truths are important, right? You want to customize your plan, but you want to make sure these things are identified and accounted for. Again, you can follow up with Ryan. Black Oak Asset Management can be found online at blackoakam.com or over the phone, 470-508-0508. All right, Ryan, have a good week. We'll catch up again in a couple weeks. Go Braves. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.